Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. Names are a funny thing. I used to always like to hear the stories from my dad of how different guys in a squadron got their call signs. As amazing as it would be to be able to always pick your own nickname or call sign, things like that don't really happen. The guides I fish with in British Columbia have a rule that you cannot name a hole on the river if one, it already has a name, or two, unless you catch three steelhead in the run on the same day. I think up until then I hadn't really even thought about naming things myself. Amongst the other fishing guides where I spent a lot of time on the river, having names of sections of the river and names of the different pools became pretty important. In the morning as everybody was splitting up with their clients and heading out to different spots, it was important to be able to say, hey, I'm going to this location or I'm going to this location. We're going to fish from here to here. Nowadays, depending on where you go, if you can find a place to park and one hole, you'll camp that thing as long as you can because you may not get another one. I think that's why I go farther and farther into the backcountry all the time to find those little nuggets, those little hidden treasures that other people don't know about yet. Or if there's people that do know about them, because I don't really think there's very many secret spots, but the people that do know about them are such a small group and they keep it to themselves. Once it hits Instagram or gets posted somewhere, somebody forgets to take the geotag off of a picture before they post it and blow a section up. There's still some places out there that I'd love to go. Well, back to the whole naming thing. There's a spot on the Weber River that I love to fish. And I had a client in town that I would fish with all summer long. He happened to have a place up in Deer Valley. And he brought his family out to ski. And after about 45 minutes of skiing, he was done and wanted to go fish. So he calls up the shop. And I tell him, yeah, we can go out, but it's the middle of February. It's going to be cold. We should probably only fish from about 10 to about 2. That'll be the best time. It'll be the warmest. The fish will be the most active. But it's going to be mostly nymphing. So we get weighted up, geared up, all the warm stuff you can throw on, head to this spot, and we head downriver. We walk all the way down to this bend that I really like. has kind of a, a riffle at the top that drops in a long channel with a couple of seams, a deep trough that runs all the way through that channel, and then it tails out into a big open pool before it goes back up into this really shallow riffle and then goes back around the next bend and out. So it's 50, 60 yards of really good fish-holding water, everything from fast riffle to slow tail out, and everything in between. So we head down to this spot. And we hit it. Absolutely. Perfectly. The fish were active. It was one of those days where the ceiling of the clouds was really low. And you're getting those giant three inch snowflakes. That are just slowly falling. There's not a ton of them. But the accumulation is pretty fast because of how big they are. And it's just that slow motion snow coming down. But it's warm. It's probably 30, 32 degrees. It's 
just at that freezing point where the snow is being formed, but it's not so bitter that you have to clean the ice out of the guides on the fly rod all the time. Well, we start catching fish after fish. And this was the time of my career where I kept track all the time of all the fish I caught. We'd catch a brown, then we'd catch a whitefish or two, then we'd catch another brown. And we never left that one pool. We hit 21 fish in a matter of about an hour and a half. The minute we put fish number 21 in the net, which was a beautiful brown trout, my client smiled at me, says, that's 21, right? I said, yeah, that's 21. He's like, take me back to my house. I got a bottle of Crown Royal in my future. Then he smiles and says, what do you call this section of the river? Like, it doesn't really have a name. He says, it does now. We're calling it Blackjack. And that run is called Blackjack to this day. He is a fun client. So I started with the Blackjack story because this is episode 21. Another really fun experience I had in Blackjack. Another winter day. Client calls up. Wants to head down to the river. And I tell him kind of the same thing that I had told the previous client. Hey, it's pretty cold. We can head down there. It's supposed to be really cold tomorrow. No snow. But we can head down and fish this spot on the, the Weber we call Blackjack. He's like, that's fine. Let's go. So he shows up. And he's one of the nicest actors I've ever fished with in my life. Depending on the generational gaps of the people listening to the podcast. Some of you will be familiar with James Kahn from The Godfather. The youngest generations. He was the dad in the movie Elf. But he's just an absolute gem of a person. And on this day, he was fishing with Jimmy Hart. So we get down to Blackjack. And there's quite a bit of ice that is formed from the bank because it's so cold. Ice maybe extends three or four feet off the bank. So it limits where you can fish. The, the calmest, most dead water is frozen. But the trough was still very fishable. So James and I fish up at the very top of the run. And I tell Jimmy to go down below us. And he can come in and fish that trough. Well, we catch a couple of fish. And Jimmy decides to step out onto the ice. The minute that frozen felt touched the ice, he was on ice skates and falls as his feet kick out behind him face first onto this ice shelf. Now he's pretty close to the trench and he slides forward. He tries to put his hands down, but the water's too deep for him to touch the bottom. So he teeters forward. The waiting belt on his waders catches on the edge of the ice. So as he teeters forward, his head goes into the water. Then the weight of his legs and the current of the water push him back up. And he teeters up and takes that big, cold, gasping breath. <gasps> this all happens in ultra slow motion. And I'm heading down the bank trying to grab him. As I get to him, he teeters under again. Face into the cold, cold water. 
teeters back up, takes another big breath. I grab him by the waiting belt and drag him back. Jimmy, you okay? No, I'm not okay. My shoulders hurt. I'm super cold and wet. Right, well, I'm sorry. We can head back up. Let's get you dried off. And James Conn walks down. He's got a bit of a smile on his face and he's giggling. And Jimmy starts to lay into me again. I can't believe it. I can't believe you'd let me fish in a spot like that. It was so slippery and dangerous. You didn't even warn me about the ice. I was just taking my lumps, not saying a word. And James Gunn goes, Jimmy, are you telling me that you didn't know ice was slippery? Right then it lightened the mood. And he says, lay off of Travis. You don't need a fishing guide to tell you the ice is slippery. Well, we get Jimmy dried off and we catch some more fish. That was a super fun day. I will be forever grateful for James Conn. Because he signed a couple of DVDs for me to give to my grandmother. My grandma Betty. Who was a huge fan of his. And he signed both The Godfather and he signed the movie Mickey Blue Eyes. And my mom gave those to my grandmother as a gift. She was so excited. That was a great day. He's a super good guy. And Blackjack still fishes very well. It's changed a lot. It's not the trough that it used to be. Now there's a big submerged bush in the middle of it. The top part of the run's not quite as good a fishing as the tail out is now. And the next hole just downstream from Blackjack fishes better now than I think it's ever fished. I guess that's the fun thing about fishing on different rivers. They change all the time. You can learn new things. You have to adapt your fishing to the changes. It keeps you on your toes. So if you guys are ever fly fishing, just so you know, ice is slippery. I'm not responsible for any mishaps that occur. Thanks for listening and get out there and live your stories. Music